The Water News is sponsored by Clearwater and Filtration, offering solutions for water quality, well operations, maintenance, and water storage management problems. Well, it's time for Water News with Steve Baker. Steve, um, well fracking is in the news again. Uh, I didn't know that oil and gas well fracking were still going on. Tell us about this. <laughs> yeah, it has been going on, that's for sure. Uh, but back in 2015, there were some changes. The Geologic Management Division, it's referred to as CalGEM, the Well Stimulation Treatments uh, Regulations, they came into effect. Now, these regulations were requi they required the oil and gas companies to conduct bilingual neighbor notifications, uh, more water well testing, uh, pressure testing the oil and gas wells to uh, make sure that those well stimulation fluids are getting where they're supposed to go. And then lastly, that the uh, wells themselves that they're, they're uh, applying these high pressures to aren't going to break and cause, cause problems. So these were the kinds of things that changed in 2015. And they, they were even monitoring earthquakes, you know, because earthquakes can happen when you lubricate with these uh, liquids that we're, that we're uh, putting into the ground. But what happened since 2015 is people uh, continue to be concerned about their health. So an advisory panel was formed in 2020 that looked at the public health risk issues, and they concluded that health-damaging air pollutants are more concentrated near oil and gas production sites. Seems somewhat intuitive to, <laughs> to think of that anyhow. Um, they also said that there's a, ca there's a causal relationship with uh, close proximity to oil and gas development. They also said that there is a causal relationship with close proximity to oil and gas development and pulmonary issues even perinatal outcomes. So the state is now proposing that permits for fracking be phased out by sometime this year. Well, Steve, uh, I hear there's an interesting report that the U.S. Geological Survey just that, that just came out with that is adding a lot of understanding on how habitat restoration benefits native fish populations in California. Can you explain that? Yeah, well, as many of our listeners probably already know, the Central Valley Project is a huge project, and it's a complex network of dams and reservoirs and canals and hydroelectric power plants and a lot of other conveyance facilities. And all these, uh, these networks, these, these structures, are they extend something like 400 miles across the Central Valley of California. And they have a purpose. They are there to reduce flood risk for the Central Valley, but also supply water. And Greater Sacramento and San Francisco Bay Area are recipients of a lot of this water. So the focus of regulations uh, has always been primarily on the water flows, on the temperature of that water, and also on the timing. Now, more attention will also be made or applied to habitat restoration and changes in the channels. This will help the fish. This will help the ecosystem. And I expect the gain knowledge of this work to be pretty fruitful. Uh, they're looking at the movement of sediment that will actually cause improvements of the habitat. The union just put out an article on unimpaired flow. That's in quotes. Uh, as an alternative for Scott's Flat Reservoir, and that NID is grappling right now. What, what are unimpaired flows and why is NID asking to address this? 
Well, you know, unimpaired flows, those are natural flows, okay? We're not getting in the way. We're not slowing it down. We're not diverting it in some other direction. It's an unimpaired flow. Now, NID's already, they've been looking at unimpaired flows on an annual basis, and they even have a 50-year plan where they've been looking at it. And the, the reason why is they want to prepare for spring melt and, and be able to effectively provide uh, water during those high water demand periods of time throughout the year. Uh, NID and other purveyors, uh, they're being looked at right now uh, by the the State Water Resource Control Board, and their concern is that the Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta is really having problems from a, a, an aquatic place, and they want to improve that. So the state is asking NID and many other water purveyors all across uh, California to look at these natural flows and and increase them by uh, San Joaquin, I think it was 33%, and we're being asked to Im- improve things by 55%. So they're, they're asking, that's a big ask. And this would be in support of improving the ecosystem down in the Delta, but also the Bay. Okay, so how would that impact Scotts Flat Reservoir and communities in Nevada County and the foothill areas? Well, first of all, we're talking about the entire NID reservoir network and conveyances, okay? Again, I said, this is a big ask. Um, historically, or the backstory, the San Joaquin River, uh, the, that watershed and all those uh, purveyors in, in that area, they've already been asked to do this, and they were asked to provide up to something like 33% of, of all in, unimpaired flows. Well, it's in litigation right now. That's, uh, you know, when you're taking away from, when, when you're trying to give to something else, you're taking away from somewhere else. And that's what they're concerned about. The Sacramento River watershed's now being asked to provide up to 55% of all impaired flows. Big ask. They, they, this could be devastating for NID and, and really the customers and, uh, and other uh, water purveyors that are being asked uh, up in Northern California. We have to consider the alternatives, to all water users, including the Delta. That's been missing in the past. It's usually been, uh, Delta wasn't even considered. And then, you know, more recently, uh, uh, we weren't really considering so much the people, the, the humans using the waters. Now they're, they're looking at everything altogether. So potentially the impacts to our communities uh, will have impact uh, NID's uh, recreational benefits, Scotts Flat Reservoir, do we enjoy a lot of recreation there. Agricultural and domestic water uses, it'll affect that hugely, and also hydropower. So uh, by by slowing things down and, uh, and just allowing the water to pass through the system rather than be stored in the system causes problems. If it's a good water year, the reservoirs would probably be filled up anyhow and and it wouldn't be a big deal. However, this is designed for the bad water years. And during those water years, we need water, right? People need water too, but that water would not be allowed to be delivered and stored in NID infrastructure. Instead, it would have to pass through and eventually go to the ocean. And uh, that that would be a, pro- a real problem for the, the customers up in, in these regions, including NID's district. NID right now is looking into a proposal that's focused on a volunteer agreement. And they're looking at alternative ways. They, they want to fine tune what they do, they're doing so that they can provide 
these approaches and sat- and satisfy not only them, but also the state. They're trying to tweak time deliveries, discharge rates, diversion locations, adjustments in storage, th- those kinds of things that would provide the requested unimpaired flows. So really the big question that our listeners need to ask themselves is what's our responsibility to downgrade in water environments and, and the users down there? Sometimes these personal uh, decisions will come with some inconvenience and also some unpleasant impacts, but we do as individuals need to consider that. Where, are, where do our responsibilities lie? That's a really big story, and this is something that I'm sure will be uh, in the news as it develops. And this may be in the fight for a while, too. Yeah. Steve, thank you so much. You bet. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at water at operationunite.co.